Hello and welcome to Journeys in Grace. My name is Pastor Eric Hubbard. I want to thank you for joining us as we study the Word of God. Here are two ways you can reach us. First, at PastorEric523 at gmail.com. Again, PastorEric523 at gmail.com. Or you can um, send us mail at Pastor Eric, Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia, 30061. That's Pastor Eric, Post Office Box 4473, Marietta, Georgia, 30061. And today we're going to continue our study of kingdom living. And today our focus is going to be on um, our identity in Christ. And uh, as we continue this study and how we must know who we are. And if we know who we are and we won't suffer that uh, identity theft as been rampant in the world today where uh, people, uh, their identity for their social security number, their uh, birth dates, their uh, medical records, their uh, uh, whatever record you may, financial records, uh, bank accounts are broken into because their identity has been stolen. And I think the same thing is happening in the body of Christ where healings are being taken, where prosperity is being taken, where peace of mind is being taken because Satan has crept in and have eased the, the body of Christ, some, not all, some in the body of Christ from the having the word of God as their foundation or as their anchor, anchor where it's our North Star. And if you know anything about sailing, which I know very little about, but uh, what I do know is when uh, you're ever lost in the woods or you're ever out in the ocean, if you could identify the North Star, then you could find, get your bearings and where you are. And I believe this is what this generation has lost is that we don't have a foundation. We don't we don't uh, uh, this generation has decided within themselves that they are uh, they have the knowledge that the Bible is out of date. It's on uh, a non use. It's a non starter, as some would say, where the conversation, if you mention the Bible, oh, no, the Bible is out uh, of this jurisdiction. It's not going to be included when we talk about who should we vote for, who should be. Um, our mate, uh, where the scripture clearly says that be not equally yoked with an unbeliever. It doesn't mean that God hates that person, but what it means is that person does not have the same foundation as you have. Uh, that woman does not love God. She's serving another God, or that man does not love God. Uh, God may be a conversation piece, or God may be a sticker on his or her uh, car. However, when it comes to the uh, contents of the heart, is what God looks at. And he looks at for salvation. Are you in the body of Christ? Are you uh, uh, are you having God? Are you having Christ as your anchor, the word of God as your anchor and where you go for guidance? You go to the word of God and you pray in the spirit and you pray earnestly to the Lord and say, Lord, how should I handle this? What should be my next step? Uh uh, Lord, lead me and guide me in this certain area that I have where I have questions. I don't know what to do. This is what the Lord told uh, Apostle Paul over in uh, the book of Corinthians. He said, uh, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in thy weakness. And Paul went on to say, most glad of therefore will I glory in my weaknesses. In other words, Paul says, uh, he says, because where I'm weak, then I'm strong, because he was allowing the Christ in him to Make up the difference. In other words, he wasn't going to be, he wasn't going to walk in pride and in arrogance and say, you know what? I got this. 
Jesus said, cast all your cares upon me for he cares much for you. He cares much for us. And when we as kingdom citizens decide within ourselves, well, you know what? I believe I can handle this one. God, I, I got this. And that's the that's a that's a that's a horrible three words for us to say is I got this because I is in the center of pride. And again, when I'm talking today about being a kingdom citizen is one whose anchor is in the word, who trusts God with not only their today, but with their eternity and knowing that there's going to be things that happen. If not today, tomorrow, whatever, but whatever they come, my emotions will not run wild with me. I will not let my emotions be like the wild horses uh, that I described earlier, where you know they just run off in any direction, and if possible, could take me over a a financial or spiritual or emotional cliff. But where I say within myself, no, I am not going to go off like that, Father. I don't know why this happened. I don't know what's going on, but I trust you that you are going to give me direction. You're going to be my North Star. You're going to speak to my inner man. Uh, you're going to send me a confirmation on what to do, Lord, but I'm going to rest in you. I am not going to try to handle this. I'm going to let you handle it. And when you, whenever if you speak to me to do something, I'm going to do it. But I trust you because I believe you've, I've, I've never seen the righteous forsaken noise, seed, begging bread. And I'm not going to be the only person in heavens in that I'm the only one in line saying, Lord, you weren't faithful to me. That's not going to happen because God is faithful. He's already provided for us. But we have to know our identity in Christ and know the kingdom of God resides on the inside of us. And as I said earlier in the earlier, said in the earlier lesson, whenever you show up, the kingdom of God shows up. The angels of heaven take notice because goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life. It's a promise. It's a guarantee. And when we stand in faith, trusting God, it allows the word of God to have free course in us as we listen, as we obey. And God gets the glory because he delivers us time after time after time. So let's start today again uh, in our base scripture in Luke 17, uh, verse number 20, 21 rather, where um, Jesus says here, I'm sorry, verse number 20. He says, when, when the, he was demanded of the Pharisees, and when the kingdom of God, when, this, when should the kingdom of God come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. And in the 21st verse, he says, behold, the kingdom of God is within you. You possess the kingdom of God on the inside of you in the very Holy Spirit. He's there. The God of heaven and earth is there. He's on the inside. Do you recognize? Can you do just, just think about it. The God of heaven and earth loves me. Before I was yet a sinner, while I didn't even know how to love, before I came to know that Christ was my Savior, my Redeemer, while I was doing crazy and stupid, and while we were going left, Christ had already died for. He loved us. He saw hundreds of thousands of millions who would reject him, and yet he died for them. That's love. It's one, the Bible says, for a good man, some would dare to die. But for people who you know hate you, 
And not only did Christ die, but God saw man reject his son. And yet he said, you know, for there is a remnant, there is some, there are, there are those that will receive him. And he predestinated them who received him. God predestined nobody. I don't, this is uh, my belief. I don't believe God predestined nobody for hell. But what he did do is for those who believe, he predest predestined us for heaven, for success. And if we will allow the word of God to have free course in us. So in other words, we lay ourselves out for God and say, Lord, I accept your transformation. I accept your word, Lord. And as you lead me and guide me, Lord, I lay myself on the altar of sacrifice as um, Romans 1 and 2 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, present your bodies a living sacrifice. Notice he, God didn't, doesn't want your dead body. He wants you now where you are alive, where you say, Lord, not my will, as his son, as Jesus did. Lord, not my will. Lord, if this is not the job, no. If this is not the man, no. If this is not the woman, Lord, that, that you have picked for me, that you would uh, desire for me to marry, Lord, if, if this is not the one, no, then no, Lord. If this deal, Lord, it looks good, but this is not the right one that you, for me, then no. Because I want to walk in the path that God has set for me. You should want whatever God has laid out for you as a kingdom citizen. You will not lose. You will not come up short. You will not be uh, 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 left out because he can't, God can't forsake his word. He says, surely blessing, I will bless you. Surely blessing, I'll bless you. And I just felt like that I needed to bring it up that God, he, he blesses us. He blesses us because he is a, he is a giver. He's a lover and lovers have to give. I used to have that prayer that, you know, Lord, you know, you didn't have to do it. Yes, he did. Jesus had to do it because love compared. Love must show love. It must expose itself and, 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 and be received because love puts itself out there to be hurt. Jesus knew that men, the Bible says he went to his own and his own received him not. They rejected him. As many of us did time after time, but yet Christ died for us, yet when we were sinners. So we've read here now in uh, Luke 17, 20 and 21, how he said, it, the kingdom comes without observation, which can't be seen because it's in the inside of us. And then when we go over to the book of John, we're going to go to John, first John, rather, 414. And it talks about, it talks about, uh, uh, some things here, how that I wrote down the word confidence. It says, this is the confidence that we have in him. And that's what faith is. Faith is my agreement on what God has already done. That what his word says, I have confidence that what he said he is going to do. For God is not a lie, man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he's going to do it. If he spoke it, he is going to make it good. He's going to make it good because he is a God of his word. That numbers uh, uh, 2319. He's going to make it good because he said it. He said, my covenant will I not break? 
nor alter the things that have gone out of my lips. If God said he's going to do a thing, he's going to accomplish it. And that's what he spoke to Israel as they came out of uh, came out of, out of Egypt and they were journeying to the land of promise. He says, I'm going to bless you. He said, but you must remember, it is he, it is God that gives you power to get well. It's God that wants to prosper you in health, in wealth, in relationship, in wisdom, and in knowledge. God wants to make you, as he did for uh, Daniel and the four Hebrew, uh, three Hebrew boys, he wants to make you 10 times better than anybody because he wants men to see your good works so that he will get the glory. How does he get the glory? Because we say, you know, I give God praise because he gave me that answer. You know, I give him praise because he gave me this ability or he gave me this talent or he uh, 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 prompted me to come and speak this word to you. So I give him praise. That's what God wants. He wants the praise. He wants people to see that I, I, I am a lover. Jesus said in, in another verse of scripture, he said, no fountain gives forth. He was speaking of man. Gives forth um, sweet and bitter waters. As I've said before, men have, have, have slandered the character of God. They slandered him and said that he's a killer. There's even phrases in the contracts today. They call them acts of God. The tornadoes and hurricanes and landslides and fires and uh, earthquakes. All these things are called acts of God. That's not so. Remember when Jesus was on the, on the sea? And the Bible says that the, the, the ship was filled of, Jesus was asleep and the ship was full of water. Jesus rebuked the wind. So if we say all the storms that come through are God are testing us, Jesus rebuked God then if you're going to say it in that matter. No, that's not so. It is the enemy that has done these things. It's the enemy that brought COVID. It's the enemy. And see, when we are... Uh, uh, when we have read our word and God allowed God to give us manifestation of wisdom, he manifested it to us that, you know, I love you. I care for you. You are my children. You are my son. You are my daughter. Let me love you. Let me direct you. You've had 13 boyfriends. Every one of them a dud. You had every woman you've ever been with. And, 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 and I'd rejected them and told you not to do it, but you did it anyway. Let me do it. Let me help you. Let me lead you. Learn my rhythm. Learn my word. Learn how I move. Recognize that when I recognize the no. Recognize the no. When God gives you a no, put the brakes on. Say, well, no, let me let me stop here. But the Lord, I don't feel, I don't, I don't feel this. See, that's what kingdom citizens do. We don't obey when we choose to obey. When the, in, the, in the kingdom of a king, when he or, or in a monarchy where the king or king, king or queen speaks, it's law. And that's what God has given us. But he's a loving God. We had the law before. The Bible says that the law showed us our it, it exposes, it showed us. No man could keep the law. Jesus was the only one. And because he fulfilled it, I fulfilled it. Because he in, is in me. I and he and I are one. He's married to me and I to him. He's in me and I'm in him. So as we go about the day again, let's keep that mindset. God's for me. God loves me. I can walk. I, can, I am a kingdom citizen because of Jesus, not because of me. 
that man or woman that you see in the mirror, that's not who Jesus sees. That's not who God sees, rather. He sees a blood-bought, blood-washed, favored, a blessed son or daughter of God. He's looking for you to speak his word. Scripture says he hastened to his word to perform it. Speak his word and speak it with confidence. Oh, I think, well, I pray, I, I hope God does it. He said, double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Stick with the word with confidence that if God has says a thing, he's going to do it and he's going to accomplish it. So we're here now again in, in 1 John 5, 13. And it says, these things are written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have what? First, eternal life. And that ye may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. God always hears you. Whenever a believer and unbeliever, God hears us. You know, there was a scripture that says that uh, a man came to Jesus. He said, Lord, now we know. Now, Jesus didn't say this. We know that God hears now sinner's prayer. Jesus didn't say that. The bystander said it. He said, we know God, that we know that God hears that he sinner's prayer. But you think about how many times God has delivered you. You think about how many uh, accidents and things that while you weren't a believer, what God delivered you from, got you out of, protected you from. You found out later that, you know, the man that you were dating, now he's in jail or in prison. He raped uh, uh, the girl after you and the girl before you. But somehow, God kept you. His mercy and grace kept you. So let's go on here now. But I, what I want you to get to know is that God is a God of love. And it says, this is the comfort that we have in him that we ask anything according to his will. He hears us. And we go over to um, Matthew 7. I'm not going to turn quick over there. But Matthew 7 and 7, it says, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. You are a kingdom citizen. If you ask, he said, you receive. Now, some people say, well, you know, I don't believe that preacher. Well, that you propose a problem. Am I supposed to believe you or believe God? Jesus said, everyone that asks, receive. So it goes back to what I was talking about early, earlier, where the first Peter says that, He's provided all things for us that pertain unto life and godliness. So if I ask, I, bought, I received it by faith. It's done in the spirit. It's manifested for us. Our faith brings, uh, uh, it brings the, the, the gift. It brings the, the blessing. It brings the prayer to pass because of my confidence that God has already done it. But when we look in the mirror at that man or that woman, we say, you know, you know, I really don't deserve this. Nobody deserves it. If a man would say or a woman would say, well, you know, I'm, uh, I fasted and prayed. and you, then Now you're saying it's because of your self-effort. Because I fasted. I prayed. I preached. I sang. Power came down when I. But it's what he done. Jesus said, not by power, nor by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. This is how we are blessed because of the blessing and the kingdom that's within us. It's the very Holy Spirit. The anointing comes forth 
because God has put his blessing on your life and he's willing to use you. But I know many of us, if you've been in church a while, you've seen people where there was a blessing, there was an anointing on them. And because of their pride, of their arrogance, of their uh, misuse of, of, of God's uh, uh, blessing he put on their lives, you see them again and they've fallen off. They, it's not because God, not because God uh, left them. They left God. They stopped being that light and that vessel. And it was all about them rather than being about him. So as we go on today, and as we close uh, this, uh, this, uh, this lesson today, in John, I'm going to finish up in John, he says that uh, in the 15th verse, for if we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petition that we desire of him. How can we know that? Because we have confidence and faith that God is faithful. It says again in the 15th verse, I'm going to read this before we move forward. For, and if we know that God hears us, again, don't base God's uh, don't place God's blessing on who you see in the mirror. That man or woman with faults, with issues, with failures, with past uh, uh, problems that may not be. You know, people. You know, we used to say in the, in the old church, "We know I'm not what I used. To, I'm, not, I'm not where I want to be." Of course not. And you will never be acceptable by yourself in the sight of God. It's when you come covered by the blood. That's when we are acceptable. It's not God, has, as I've heard it said, God has never used an acceptable person yet except Christ. And Jesus said, I do nothing except for what I hear of my father. Jesus was submitted to God. So if Christ was uh, submitted, then we as kingdom citizens must be submitted because we submit to the king, to the lordship of Jesus. We submit because we know this person I see is cleansed by the blood of Christ, that my spirit is ready for heaven. My soul is being fed the word of God and being transformed. My flesh is just going to, my flesh is going to obey because two thirds of me says I'm following God. Yes, your flesh will arise. That's when we pray, fast and pray. Fast and prayer doesn't make God move. Fast and prayer moves us. So we can deny the flesh and say, no, I'm not going there. No, that's not the right, that he's not, he may look good, she may look good, they may be fine, they may be sculpted, whatever the case may be, but you know what? They're not for me. Because God is not, God said they were not for me. So you keep it moving. Just flag them all right on by, I'm good, but no thanks. Thanks, but no thanks. Thank you for the offer, but I'm good. And see, when we have the mindset that I am a kingdom citizen and I'm going to be satisfied in Jesus, being thankful, that's what Paul said about being content. He did not mean that he was sitting there and said, no, I'm not, I'm not looking for better. But Paul said, I'm, I'm, I'm able to uh, be thankful in whatever condition I find myself. When I'm, I'm abounding, when I'm on base, when I'm on the top, when I'm on the bottom, when I have little, when I have much, I am. he was thankful. And this was where we must be as kingdom citizens, being thankful for what God has done. When you got steaks on the plate, or are you uh, uh, making bread and, and 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 eating beans every day of the week? Every day of the week, you would say prayer over it and be thankful because this is acceptable in the sight of God. Just a, a couple of more scriptures today before we close. And just thankful again that you have joined us. And as we go and just close out here in Ephesians, we're going to
going to read Ephesians 1 and uh, 3. I'm going to read about the blessings of God. I call this uh, God's uh, God's um, uh, will for us or his testament. That's what it is. The, uh, Matthew through Revelation is the New Testament or in other words, God's will, his written will of what he has already done for us and what he's walking on us to walk in through in maturity. We are many of us. You may be a babe in Christ. You may be incarcerated. You may be just gotten saved. You may, you may say, well, you know what? I don't know this. I don't know that. But if your heart is open to God and say, Lord, teach me, receive his Holy Spirit. Ask God, say, Lord, fill me with the Holy Spirit. I want to know you. I want to know you and the power of your resurrection. I want to know you as personal God, as personal Savior. I, Lord, want to need the discernment, Lord, so I can know how to possess my vessel in, in, in holiness and righteousness. And that which Christ has put in me, that I may know who I am in the body of Christ. So we're going to read here in uh, Ephesians 1 and 3. It says, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus, who Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with what? With all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. According, he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be what holy and without blame before him in love and the only way we could do that is how because of christ uh, uh dying for us and us receiving that it's saying he has predestined us unto adoption of children by christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will you are saved for the pleasure of god who what father would torment a child that he that he uh, uh, said, you know what, you're my pleasure. You my, you, you know, all of us at some one point or another in school, we would call him a teacher's pet. In the uh, family, you call oh, you were dad's favorite. Well, the favorite rarely ever got whooped. They ever never got chastised. It seemed they never got chastised. They didn't get the whipping that they, all the other kids claimed that uh, uh, they got because they said, no, that's dad's favorite right there. Well, God, the scripture says here that we were saved according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of his glory of his grace which he has made us accepted in the beloved god says you are accepted it doesn't matter what you see in the mirror god says if you will stay in my word continue in my word he said jesus said then you are my disciple if you continue he said because you are already accepted you don't have to be someone else. Just be who I have made you. Let my word uh, 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 be manifested in you. Let it be your foundation of every decision that you make. Consult me. He wants to speak to us. He wants to guide us. He wants to lead us. If we would allow him. The Holy Spirit is a, a front and center for all of us. Every born again child has the uh, Holy Spirit. Now, whether you're baptized in the Holy Spirit is up to you. But you have the Holy Spirit because uh, Romans says that he that has not the Spirit of God is none of his. So you have the Spirit. But what I'm, my point I'm making is God has set up all these things for you. So why would he desire that you be tormented and tried and, 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 and tribulation uh, and tribulate you? Yes, things will come upon all of us. But we are victorious. If we just look to the end by faith and say, Lord, you're going to, I'm coming out of this one. I came out the last one. I'm going to come out of this one. So we read on just a couple more verses. 
He said, where and in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin, according to what the riches of his grace, wherein he has abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence. God has given us wisdom and a discretion about things that in our future, in our past, and what are happening now. He says he's given us, uh, when something is abounding, that means he's given us plentiful wisdom for you to operate in your daily life. Not just for what's happening in the church, not just according to the reading of the scripture, but, but God is saying, I've abounded. I poured it out. Why don't you accept it? For the scripture says, if we close out today in Genesis, the eighth chapter, uh, when God began to talk to Noah about the destruction of the earth, he talked about a time. In this 822, it says, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. But if you read that again, slowly, we know naturally wise there's seed putting in the ground, time for maturity, then harvest. Saints, don't pull up your seed before time. Don't pull it up before uh, God has had time to mold you and make you and, and get you into that uh, position so he can pour out his blessings in your life. This is a good time. This is the best time on the planet to be alive. There's so much is happening now, but in all of it, you are victorious. You are blessed. You are righteous. You are the chosen of God, the righteousness of God in Christ. You are a kingdom citizen. You are the one that God has set aside for such a time as this so you can show forth his glory and he can pour out his blessing on you that men will say, there goes a blessed child of God. I pray this message has been a blessing to you. And as we continue on later in later lessons about being a kingdom citizen, no, you are picked by God and he has called you a blessed child. Until we meet again, be blessed and our journeys in grace.